sis. Hey, sis. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I know you wanted to share something with our listeners and watchers. I, I, I did. Thanks for uh, the opportunity of getting to be here with you and exploring this launch leftism for uh, longer than I anticipated. Um, I said I'd, I'd do it for six months, and it's been nine, and I've enjoyed every moment. But I am um, departing. You won't be seeing so much of me because uh, I'll be busy doing none of your business. Woo! Um, <laughs> but super grateful for having been here so long and um, leaving you in the very capable hands of Rain Phoenix. Oh, sis. I but I'm so happy I actually get to see you. So I know. I'm so glad we're going to get to hang out. Um, and I can't wait to see um, what the none of my business, our business things are that you do because you're an amazing creative. And thanks for sharing your light with Launch Left and your co-host awesomeness. Um, and I learned a lot and enjoyed so much the time for us as sisters to get to talk to cool artists and and pick their brains for why creative why why creative why so thank you sis you really you really help jump start um something that is pretty special that i that i will continue to do my best to carry the torch I, it, was, it was you like you made the torch you put all the paper and everything together and then you found some matches and you lit it and then you were like here you want to hold it because it'll shine some light and i was like sure i'll hold it for a while so i'm just handing it back so thanks thank you so much for i love you sis you're the best Hey everyone, I'm Rain Phoenix. This is Launch Left Podcast, a space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels, an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Today, today, what can I say about today? Oh, just like every day, today is Earth Day. And so uh, I want to share a little bit about an amazing organization, Stand for Trees, that my friend Josh Thom turned me on to. And they're amazing because they use social media and crowdfunding to fight global deforestation. So you'll have to check out standfortrees.org. And why am I talking about that today? Well, because our very special guest is Simone Mejia of Bomba Estéreo. That's right. Simone Mejia of Bomba Estéreo. Um, I'm sure you've heard of them. They're one of the most seminal premier bands out of Bogota, Colombia. And they did a really cool thing, aside from being incredibly involved with Stand for Trees, they did something fun and actionable with that. They asked um, for people to remix their song and they made a contest for that. And they picked their contest winner and they are going to launch their contest winner today on Launch Left. So thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. See you on the other side. Happy Earth Day is every day. Hola. Hola. Como esta? Hi. 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 <laughs> nice background. <laughs> thank you. It's a, yeah, my, my Earth Day background, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How is everything? Thank you for inviting me for this. 
Of course. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for making just beautiful music and for, you know, making your music's part of your activism and for including others, you know, and, and this contest is such a, such a wonderful idea. I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about how, how, how you came to want to do this and how you got connected to Sand for Trees. Yeah, well, well, the, the contest actually, well, the connection is like two things, no? Because the, the Stand for Trees project came first. No, through Josh. Uh, Josh contacted me and told me about this amazing project he was doing with Stanford Trees in the Pacific Rainforest in, in Colombia. That is this really incredible and amazing place. Um, it's, it's like, I think it's one of the most powerful jungles we'll still have on Earth. Wow. And I was reading, reading about this Pacific rainforest, um, and they say that it, like centuries ago, it used to be part of the Amazon jungle before, like the the Andean uh, branch mountains emerged. No, this Pacific rainforest was connected with the Amazon jungle, so it's kind of the of the same ecosystem that that after that after was divided uh, with the mountains. No. It's amazing because the, this very dense jungle meets with the sea, and so it's very, very rich in terms of biodiversity um, and the music that happens there. Because there were in Colombia, the, the African tribes that came to Colombia in the colonial times were split like in two: the ones established in the Caribbean, um, in the Caribbean. Um, Sea uh, and the uh, and the others established in the Pacific. They they came like from from two different tribes in 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 Africa. So the music that we have in the Caribbean coast in Colombia is very different to the one in the Pacific coast because they come like from from different African traditions, and the music in this place is also like out of this world. It's, it's amazing. It's music made with with marimbas and drums and singing. And it's this music that when you hear it, you kind of like feel it's like a very earth music. Like you feel like the ancient and the earth and the power of, of tradition of, and centuries of connection, of this tribal connection with, with the earth. So, so I don't know. It's, so when Josh told me, hey, I have this project with Stanford Trees. Uh, th there are some communities that are working around conservation well, they've been doing conservation for centuries, but now they are like in particular projects of conservation. And we want to invite you to go there. And I was, yes, man, I, I'm, I'm for it because I love this place. I haven't been so much. I've been wanting to explore that music for many years ago. So yeah, let's do it. And he came to Colombia and I met him and it was incredible. Uh, and we went and did the, the documentary recorded all these sounds the nature sounds and the music and it was like wow an amazing experience and with, with some of the sounds that i was recording and uh, because i'm i'm very deep in into this idea of making music uh, from nature sounds like with birds and with the water sounds and um, with 
the cockroaches and all these the sounds that you have in the sunrise and in the sunset. And I also recorded some musicians there with the flutes and the marimbas. And I came to the studio and started working on the tracks. And then the Stanford Trees came with this idea to collaborate with the Skio platform, you know, that is like, like a more electronic music oriented. And they say, it would be cool if you, we put some of this music there and we do a contest for, for the winner to be to make the soundtrack of the of the of the teaser, no? That was that this video piece. Did you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. So I, I didn't know that that this skio platform, but uh, I explored it obviously with uh, with everything that was happening, and it was amazing. It, it's huge. It's like a huge community of of DJs and producers around the world that sh- share their their electronic music there and and everything. And there were lots of entries. And they they send like around two hundred or more wow. remixes, and we listen to everything, and 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 I, we got to this guy that is that was the winner. No, all the remixes were incredible, but we were thinking it has to be a music that works for the video. No, it's not a dance track like for the for the for the disco, but it has to work for what we're doing with the teaser and the project. And we came to this guy that. Uh, casually he was Colombian and he is from Cali that is like the capital of all the Pacific coast of Colombia so he in some way or another he's connected to that universe so it was incredible and we said yeah yeah that has to be the 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 winner and 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 the music and amazing and this young guy that is exploring around electronic music and with this project he was telling me because I was speaking to him this week he was telling me that he wants to explore more into that kind of music and the roots. And I was telling him, yeah, it's interesting when electronic music meets, meets um, other worlds, you know, like different, not only in the electronic world, but I don't know, Africa is a, a huge place. We have to learn from our music in Latin America, all the roots music around the world that for me are very related with, with electronic music because they come like from the same rude no that is dancing and it's kind of ritual and it's a yeah. body music to liberate yourself and everything yeah so, get you everything will be beautiful yeah 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 totally <laughs> no i mean and and that's one thing listening to your music in general it's like it makes you move it bring it's it's a joy molecule generator which is super important i think <laughs> you know yeah uh yeah i think i think it's, it's just in, in in our blood you know because here in Colombia, being like Colombians and from Latin America and everything, we have this like cultural mixture in our in our blood um, that we are very connected. Even even though I'm, I'm white or whatever, but we're very connected to all this indigenous and, and African heritage, you know, because we come from there also, you know, we're like a mix, and in, and in that cultural mix is the dancing. And the connection with the earth, because here in Colombia, the nature is very powerful. We have a really strong nature, and and, and this is not a very big country. So you go out, out of the city, and boom, you see it there. You, know? you see the jungles and the rainforests, and the sea and the deserts and everything. So it it makes you like be very connected to that, and that takes you to 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 our elders, no, that were the indigenous people, the African people, the European people also that came here, 
and that is very very connected all to the dance to the dance world yeah yeah absolutely i had a question about um one thing i always love to ask guests is how music found you how did music find you as a, as a child or when was the first time you really recognized like that that was going to be the pulse in your veins you know yeah so, uh, yes i think um I remember that, that well, my, my parents, both my mother and my father, were, they were, were not musicians nor artists, nor, but they were very musical. They were very, very musical. And they had this, like, this vinyl collect, collection that I inherited. Nice. And I was, when I was a kid, I, I always was very curious about that vinyls and the music and everything. And I, I remember my father listening to, because they come from this generation and in here in Colombia, they, they were like a, a, a hippie generation here in Colombia that, that happened after all the hippie boom in the world, no? The, everything, oh, yeah. like all, all those fashions and all those movements come a little bit late to Colombia. So they were kind of that hippie, and and the music they listened to was obviously the rock and roll music and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all this California music and whatever. But but also very strong uh, this salsa music, salsa music that happened in New York and Cuba and all the Fania records and all these uh, Hector Lavoe singers and uh, and you know all the salsa boom in the seventies. So the, their parties were a mix between rock and salsa music. And I was also re always really curious about salsa, no? It, 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 mm -hmm. it hit me, it's a really strong music and it's very tropical at the same time. Yes. But what they, those guys in the 70s were making was a mixture, no? Between salsa music, but also a little bit of funk and disco, no? So I was like, wow, this music is so amazing. It's so, so tropical. and And I was like very like listening all the time, listening and, and seeing them party and everything. And then as I grew up a little bit, uh, my mother, she she split from my father and, and then she got like in, she fell in love with an, an Argentinian musician and, and we went to live to Argentina. And this guy was a very serious musician and, and comedian. And he saw that I had like some talent and ear for music so he told my mother hey simon has an ear for music you we should get him into piano lessons so i started playing playing piano lessons okay. um, like at seven or eight and yeah and then i i passed to guitar and then i started playing rock and i didn't want to take more lessons and i just kept on making music by by by, by ear no by yeah. ear yeah i have been like parallel to my life all my life and and then in, in the middle of that it became like my profession i was like okay now I'm, my life is music and I, my work is music and everything was music but i always been very related to music and to arts and i started the visual arts and so so it has been like part of my life uh, all the time yeah it sounds like just an uh I always feel like when kids do get 
early um, lessons, it's really great for later in terms of having, you know, the skill set more. But ultimately, like most people find music, whether they become musicians or not, it music, like very similar to what you're saying, even about dance or electronica, because it makes your body move. It's like a tribal, like we all have to either hear or make music, Do you know, like it's therapy. It's like what makes it's part of being human, right? Is sound, the sound is sound and, and, yeah, yeah. and all of that. So uh, it's always fascinating to me how different artists find their way there. Um, and it does seem like when you have lessons young, you have just like a li- you definitely get a little bit of a head start. I always regretted, like my parents were not like, they didn't make me, I always sang since I was three. So lucky for me, you know, and they encouraged that, but they never made me study piano. And I always was like, man, I wish you would have like been, oh yeah, made me do it. Cause I never would have wanted <laughs> to, I'm sure. But when you get kind of like your parents force you to, but I do know a lot of people who got turned off by music because they felt forced to learn piano. So maybe it, maybe yeah, it's I think it has to be like an organic process because I think everyone, as you say, has music inside. It's like, and sound, no? It's like the first sound you hear is like the heartbeat, no? And the being in in the belly is like a universe of sound, no? So everyone in some some ways is sensitive to music. And then with the lessons, I I think you you as a parent have, have to be very careful because and that's one one of the reasons I didn't study like serious music like into the academy then after because I had so many people that were studying music and and it just killed the like the the natural flow of the music and it got very so technical no right. so it depends a lot on what kind of teacher is the piano lessons for you when you're a kid yeah, that's true because I remember I had an amazing piano teacher in Argentina, but when I came to Colombia, there were like this lots of Russian uh, female teachers that were like really strict. And if you didn't do the thing, they were almost like hitting you in the hands and that kind of, you know, like two centuries ago. Yeah. And it was like, that's not the way because you get afraid of the music, no? And yeah. you say like, no, I will never be playing like Beethoven or like Mozart. And, and it scares you, scares you, scares you, and then you you don't want to make it. No, so it yeah. has to be like very subtle, I think. That's true. You definitely like to to have music suddenly be associated with like traumatic events is not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not good for like creation. You know, creation <laughs> is about like that freedom to explore and not feel judged at every turn. I think that's you know yeah. I'm so grateful that I did have that kind of. Um, support of just making music however I made music or singing however I sang and not not you know yeah two by the book right because that can be but it's It's hard hard. it's like a good balance like you said it depends on your teachers I'm sure like because I'm sure there's some yeah on your teachers and and your parents and, and music actually you don't have to be so technical to do music you know it's like and you see it like the African uh, tribal music and the indigenous tribal music and those music that are really strong, those are people that haven't studied nothing about music. No, it's just about the rhythm and the flow and the connection with yeah. that. No, and, yeah. and, and that's, for me, that's much more powerful than any technique, technique, technical stuff 
around music. I personally love like automatic writing and yeah. you know the idea of being a channel and that, that that's how I kind of approach art and music. I don't think oh I have to go sit and do this for you know it's like it just either happens or it doesn't and I and I think that's partially laziness and just not being as disciplined as other artists and busy with other things you know but it's also one of the best feelings ever when something just comes through and you're not trying and you know so I'm just curious what your opinion is about how art does land I mean everyone's different and that was part of the question of how music found you and you did share that but I guess it's going even deeper into that like you know maybe just what talk about like songwriting for you or something that you really feel is otherworldly within the craft of music for you yeah i think i think i think it's it's kind of a um, a middle term between between both but the strongest part is as you said is the, that channel that i think that i think all the humans have no i i, I don't i don't believe in the idea of the artist uh, being being above the rest i think every human has the potential and the channel to to connect with with sensitivity and with expression and everything and the thing that happens with this world and the system that we live in and everything is that when you grow up growing up and learning things and going to school and then going to work is as like a a path when where you lose those connections no it's like those connections are cut no it's like they are cut and then you got they put you information in your head and you have to do this you have to do another and they just like cut those very sort of link veins uh, that you have that connect you with that essential energy of creation and, and of expression no but if you in some way you you don't uh, forget about those connections and you develop them and you are is, try to keep that sensitivity to art is just as that strong channel of expression that is the, mo- the most beautiful of all, no? And that you don't learn that in school or in college or in no. Yeah. You just that's a channel that you have to to fight to keep it noise. Like when you see small kids, yeah. they have like the most uh, incredible artistic uh, expressions that you don't know where they come from. It's just like boom. It's like a like a no. Yeah. So yeah, and then if if yeah, if you if you get into like the I don't want to say serious, but if you like art is your day to day work or whatever, you can combine that with for me learning in art is learning about other artists, no and, and, and listening and reading and watching watching films, watching uh, the paintings, no? That's yeah. much more and and watching through your filter, no, not like this is what you have to do. This is the best best artist in the world, the best musician. You have to get there. Then blah blah blah. No, right. I think the most powerful is like the internal voice that every human should have. And I think yeah, everything that's happening today is just you know that not being able to go out and not being able to buy things and that crazy system that we are we have been living on for the last 50 or more years is like bringing people again to these natural connections to life and to okay now i'm at home 
what can I do besides watching television and I don't know, find your ways to reconnect yourself with, with yourself and, and with expression or I don't know, with, with that yeah. thing that you loved when you grew up. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I know it's so, it's so wild. Like the, the entire world is on quarantine. Like it's not, you know, just one country. We're all experiencing this and there's always, I really believe in the sort of collective unconscious and, and the connection that we all have um, to each other, you know, that we are all connected. And that's something that, you know, indigenous peoples have always tried to remind us of, you know, and we get so separate in modern times and in the world to, we try to separate everything and be us. Everyone's, it's all about like us against them or we're this and they're that. And, yeah. and so it's really a powerful time of connection right now, whether we're aware of it or not, even in a subconscious, collective subconscious way. I feel like we're all having to experience, you know, a, a kind of loss of the world as we knew it. Um, but also, like you said, a reconnect more about what you were saying is what's inherently in us that is re like that takes what we see and creates something beautiful from it. Um, talking more about that side of the artist than the one that gets rich and famous or, you know, <laughs> above the ab above everyone else. Right. But at the same time, those artists that have changed culture just by virtue of their the work that they do that's so incredible of course they become really well known and famous because they're moving they're resonating with the entire world everybody feels what they're trying to say their expression right and so also you want to honor those artists that have done that and ask them who do you think is who do you think is um changing things that we've never heard of and that's you know that's a big part of what Launch Left is also doing and why I thought it was so cool what you are doing. You know, the, have you always been, is that your form of activism is, is through um, the forests working with, you know, reforestation and um, the, your native lands, or do you have other things that are, you're very passionate about as an artist that you like to shine a light on um, as an activist? Side? Do you have an activist side to your art? Yes, I, th I think in, in the last years I I have been finding my activist side. Uh, like the more I grew grow up, and and you know, especially when I became a father, I, I it got like stronger to me. It got like stronger to me because I stopped thinking just about myself. That is, I don't know what usually happens. Um, when you're an artist and maybe and 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 you don't have kids and I don't know, it, you 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 sometimes become very selfish. No, you're just thinking about yourself and your ego and and uh, so having kids was was determinant for this. But also uh, living here in Colombia, living here in Colombia because uh, this is such so crazy country you know it's a really crazy country we've been through very really difficult stuff you know war for me this country has been in war since colonial times you know we have killing and violence and since colonial times we have this history repeating around violence and around death and around all these negative things but at the same time it's a really beautiful country, an amazing 
natural country. We have the Amazon jungle and we have these amazing landscapes and this amazing music. So it kind of, it, it kind of it's a country that is like a yin yang all the time. It's like floating from the negative to the positive all the time, all the time. And you're living with death just around the corner. No, it's like you you turn your hair around and you and you see death and you see corruption and you see. So so being like a, a living in the middle of that makes you like more aware of trying to at least in your more most uh, uh, close reality try to do things. No, yeah. and. Uh, and for me, the way for not getting too much into politics or into um, which I don't like so much was trying like the, I was thinking like, okay, what's the strongest thing we have in Colombia is nature. And with what's happening with nature here, it's being teared apart, no? And if we don't stop, start like having a strong voice around it's, it's, it's going to be over no? in a few years and we, we, we're not going to, going to have an, the jungles and this and whatever. And I was also like in thinking about, okay, music has been really strong and has given us a voice to to speak to people. We, we kind of have to take some responsibility in that voice and try to bring messages without being so annoying on, or giving lectures but we have to through music try to rebuild that connection that people have lost with nature and Beautiful. music is very powerful to that it's like yeah. you just have to connect and know that nature is a living thing that we have to respect and it's in the same level as humans we are not about nature we are in the same level and when people's mind come back to that idea i think things for for the environment will be better in, in the world in general yeah absolutely and i love how you said like not being annoying and lecturing people because <laughs> i think that's you know for a lot of artists they shy away from uh activism in some respect just because it's like they don't you know you don't want to feel like you're you, nobody wants to be telling people how to live it's more like showing people you know how the things you're curious about and that you're scared about through your music and through your art and they might connect to that and and that might inspire them you know and that's um and that's what i mean you know that's what i think it's super i think a lot of times artists shy away from activism for those reasons but yet artists are the ones that are um the best to me they're the best way to translate our collective fears around you know dying basically especially because i respect activism and i think it has to be a thing but when it gets it gets too uh, like too radical and too and too strong you're you're almost like a pot like a politician you know you're trying to okay yeah. this is like no and we don't we don't want to be politicians we want to be yeah. the opposite to politicians because politicians are the ones who have the word like how it is today you know yeah so we have to give the the opposite force to politicians and that 
way of communicating with people has to be more artistic, more, more subtle, more through the emotions, more through through the feelings. So people reconnect and think through through the feelings and not through the mind, no, not, not yeah. through emotion, and not through reason, and not through money. That is what politicians make. So it's kind of leveling that all the negative. I I I've been the, the last two or three weeks hating even more, much more all the politicians around the world. I think it's like a yeah. They're, it's it's their fault. It's on on their shoulders. Everything that's happening now here in Colombia is crazy. Like, don't let the really anger crazy. don't let the anger uh, hurt your creative though. You know, negativity. I, David Lynch's quote: "Negativity is the um, God, what is it? negativity is the enemy of creativity." is a David Lynch quote that I just love. And it's so true. It's like when you have that negative mind or anger starts eating your, you know, you just get so upset about something. Often yeah. like you can't do anything that's joyful or the creative, right? But at the same time, you need the fire of injustice. Like there's a difference between wrath and anger. And so just don't let anger yeah. kill you. You know, you can be wrathful and make put that into your art, but um it's not it's not healthy to, to internalize it at least so i'm sure you are because you're an artist you're probably transmuting it through song and through verse i mean bob marley to me when you were talking about you know how not to be like a politician bob marley is like the ultimate um artist expression of that yeah. somebody who created such joyful music um right. i also think of thomas Mutfumo as a senegalese um uh, guitarist and songwriter, amazing artist, and just the joy in their music. But they're talking about the most intense political unrest, okay. and pro and that's you know you all remind me of that kind of voice. And I and so I just thank you for for choosing to use your voice to say something um, that hopefully will move people's butts and minds. You know, um, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> 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 it has to be a mixture between bot and mind, no? Like hips and mind. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think, and I think after all this craziness that we're living today, I think people, or hopefully, or that's my like my hope, like people are going to be more aware, no? Because sometimes we we as human beings need like punches, no? Like, hey, wake up! This this. I mean, this is like a signal the earth is sending, like, hey, wake, wake up. You have to stop now. And you have to, to, to develop another kind of relationships with, with people, with nature, with the system, with economics. No? It like, and hopefully this, as sad as it is because people are dying or whatever, but it will get people to, to an, another level of thinking and of relation, relating and everything, no? Absolutely. I know. I hope we can connect all the dots and stay open and not uh, yeah, get stuck in being right or wrong and instead just stay open to rebuilding uh, and letting go of some of the structures that have caused so much pain and, uh, you know, all over the world that are just, um, you know, uh, yeah, the violence and the, and the rage and the killing, uh, you know, this this would be such a great time to drop a lot of that. <laughs> if we could come back out of this, a more peaceful people. Wow, that would be so. You know, I I, I really do wish for that. Um, I wanted to uh, 
to have you just introduce the 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 DJ artist that remixed your song and to just say something about him. I don't know if he's in the waiting room, but I think at this point we should try I should try and see if he is. Por fin, por fin nos conocemos, el otro había escrito por el chat. ¿Cómo estás? Bien. Bien, hermano. Un gusto, felices de tenerte acá. Igualmente, estoy muy agradecido por tener la oportunidad, la verdad. Es algo impensado para mí, la verdad. Muy feliz de conocerlos. Uh, yeah, you too. And your your remix of the song is so beautiful, really. Um, I'm so happy that you're on the show and and that you both have come on to share uh, your basically collaboration on the show. And just wanted to hear more about you as a musician. Where how music found you? I'll ask you that question before we have Simone kind of introduce you as 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 a launch artist. Well, my relationship with music. It started in 2009, when I was uh, nine years old. I started uh, learning guitar. I was with uh, guitar lessons. And it was my whole life I've been in love with music, okay? So since 2009, I started learning uh, guitar. Then in 2012, I started uh, producing some music in programs like FL Studio. Researching in YouTube and all those places helped me a lot to improve my skills and to to have the level of a producer that I have today. But it's a, a a love relationship, you know, since always. Yeah, and have you have you two met before now? No, actually, no. No, we haven't met because uh, Bastian lives in Cali. I live in Bogota. So this um, is. Great. And now in this isolation, but but hopefully we'll meet when we can travel again. No, I want to go to Cali. Yes, yeah, I want to meet you, man. Quiero conocerte. See, and as I was telling, the uh, it's really cool. Is Cali is is located in the Pacific coast of Colombia? No, it's like um, uh, the capital of of all this Pacific universe. So. So it's an amazing place, no? You know, I love Cali, and it's you know, uh, Cali is the one of the salsa capitals of the world. It, wow. it, the salsa, salsa in Cali in the seventies was even as strong as in New York or in or in Cuba or in Puerto Rico. Re- really, really strong. All the famous singers, Hector Lavoe, and uh, all the funny and all Ruben Blades and all those guys went to play to Cali, no? Yeah. So I love salsa and uh, uh, yeah, send me some music, okay? Then <laughs> now I need to know what what you mean, what the, your favorite salsa records are from both of you, okay? Because I'm guessing you know what I don't know. I don't know about Kali's the salsa from Kali, Colombia. You know, it's amazing. Um, you have the Grupo Nietzsche. Grupo Nietzsche. I'll send you. I'll send you. Some, I'll send you some music. I would love that. Hola, yo soy Simón Mejía de Bomba Estéreo y quiero presentarles a un gran artista que conocí en estos días que hizo un remix de una canción para un proyecto documental que estamos haciendo en el Pacífico colombiano. La canción original se llama Chibi Chibi y este es el remix que hizo Bastián Velasco desde Cali, Colombia para todo el mundo entero. <laughs> how fun thank you both for being on the show oh thank, thank you for inviting us thank you for inviting me i'm really happy, really happy. 
Send me music. You're a great musician. I'd love to hear more of your music, okay? I will. Okay. And thank you, Simone, for taking the time. And everybody be safe in quarantine. And um, we'll see you on the other side. Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left of center artists in all creative fields. 